This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. If you want to revolutionize the deer hunting on your property, I have two words for you. Deer Sanctuary. Now what that means and how to do it, you're going to have to listen to the whole episode. Welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are getting into deer season, thinking about planning for it, habitat management, all that kind of stuff. And I want to talk to you today about deer sanctuaries. Now, this is a bit of a buzz term. You know, a lot of different people talk about it. Some people have good things to say. But in terms of the new hunter, in terms of the person that's, that's new to this, or maybe you're not new to it, you just haven't had success with it, right? That's a lot of people. I, I want to break this down for you, and as is my typical fashion, how can you accomplish the most by doing the least? How can you think smarter, not harder? And, and how can you use good strategy, good ideas, and just good common sense to, to accomplish what you don't have a lot of budget to, to do? Right? If you don't have equipment, if you can't hire consultants, if you can't bring in tractors and logging operations and planting and all this stuff, what can you do to best use your land to best manage what, what you have available to you? Whether that's just 10 acres, 5 acres, 100 acres, 500 acres, whatever the case may be, what can, how do you get the most bang for the buck and the hour? Well, deer sanctuary is a big one, all right? And, and it's big for a couple different things, but the, probably the single most sought after is because people want to shoot big bucks. They want to shoot mature deer, Large antlers, large deer. Now, what is a mature deer? What is a large antler deer? What's a big deer? Well, that depends entirely on where you live 
not just in the country, but even within your state, where you are and what's going on there. You know, if you live in the middle of Iowa, that's a very different thing than if you live in Western Pennsylvania. It's very different. If you live in uh, upstate New York versus um, northern Michigan, they're different things. All right, so depending on where you live, a mature deer is going to be essentially the largest, the biggest, the oldest age class that hunting allows to develop in that area. So some places, a mature deer is six, seven, eight years old. Some places, a mature deer, two or three years old. It depends greatly on the hunting pressure, the habitat, and probably more the hunting pressure than anything else. And it's not just hunting pressure in terms of spooking deer out. It's just killing all of the deer. And just deer don't live long enough to get much bigger. Where I'm at, you do not see a lot of deer older than three, three and a half years. There are very few deer older than three and a half years. Last season, last year, I had, I'm going to say, two deer on all of my trail cameras that I saw all year long that might have been a four-year-old deer. That's it. Two deer. One deer appeared one day on one trail camera. Never again. And I keep my trail cameras up. I try to keep them up and active year-round. Now, sometimes the batteries go. Sometimes the memory card fills up. You know, I'm just, I'm not... I'm not anal retentive about it, uh, you know, but I, I leave my cameras in the field year round because I want to know what happens year round, not just with deer, but with other game. And so I had two deer on all my cameras for the entire year that I thought, okay, one's definitely a four-year-old. The other one may be a four-year-old. That's it. And I had dozens of different bucks. But And the one that was definitely the oldest and the biggest, he was there one day out of 365 that I've got any intel on. Never seen him before, never seen him since. Unfortunately, I wasn't, in the, I wasn't there that day. I had already taken my deer. But where I live, there just aren't bigger deer. Are there, they're, they're few and far between. And I was going after three-year-olds. That was my target trying to get me a three-year-old and did but you know it's just and and what does that mean okay so let me just just start right here real quick so a first year a first year deer a fawn they were born that spring it's winter time or it's the fall they are a fawn depending on when the hunting season starts they may still have spots okay they have no antlers you really can't even tell the difference between a fawn, between a doe fawn and a buck fawn at that age without, you know, holding their head in your hands most of the time. You can't even tell the difference. So a one and a half year old deer, right? Because they were born in April, May-ish, and now it's October-ish, November. A one and a half year old deer has his first antlers and they're usually just little nubs. Okay, they might be two inches. They might, they might, you might not even be able to see them above his head. It could be a little spike, but that's usually it. They're just, they, they got their first little antlers. Now, if you've got places with huge ag land and these deer can gorge to the fullest and the winters aren't too bad, they may be bigger than that at one and a half years. Mostly we see spikes at a one and a half year old deer. 
a two and a half year old deer, that's your typical four point, six point, sometimes itty bitty little eight points. And I mean, there are technically eight points, but they're very small. Um, but that's usually a, a you know your nice size four point or a six point, and I'm talking combined of both antlers. Then that's usually your two and a half year old deer where I live. In other places, they may be a little bigger depending on the food, or if you don't have food and you have harsher winters, they may be a little smaller. A three and a half year old deer, that is going to be your nice eight point or your real big thick six point, something like that. And once you get the four and a half year old deer, you're talking about 10 points, you're talking about massive eight points uh, in my area. And when you get to five and a half, um, no, there's there's none. There aren't, there aren't any five and a half. I've I've never seen a five and a half year old deer. Never, not one time, not in, since the day I was born until now. With every hour I've spent in the woods and every trail camera I've had out there, I've never seen a deer that I think that actually might have been a five and a half year old. In some states, people pass on five and a half year olds. You know, they're just not quite big enough. Give them one more year. Once they hit six and a half, they have reached one hundred percent of their maturity and body size, which is true. And and that is when they're the ripest for the taking. Uh, they're not really going to be much bigger than five and a half, but they'll be a little bigger. So, uh, you know, it depends on where you live. I'm, I'm after three and a half year old bucks most seasons. Like I said, there was maybe one or two last year in the entire year on all my cameras that I saw that were, that were maybe a four and a half year old. And who knows, maybe they're still out there. Maybe they'll be the first five and a half year old I've ever seen next year uh, because of deer sanctuaries. So let's talk about that. Your goal is to try to get older bucks and you want to do, you want to do a couple things on your property if you're thinking about deer sanctuaries. One, you want to hold more deer. Two, you want to be able to hunt those deer more effectively Three, you want to be able to advance deer to the next age class and be able to hold older, more mature deer and essentially protect them from other hunters. So what is a deer sanctuary? A deer sanctuary, my definition is very simple, very simple. And it is a place on your property that deer never see, hear, or smell humans during the hunting season. They never see, hear, or smell humans. It is a place that you never go into, that they can never see you from, and that they never smell you from. It is a part of your property that you set aside and and you 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 make it a sanctuary. Now, what makes it a sanctuary? The number one thing is that you never get close enough so that deer can see, hear, or smell you from, we'll say, September to December or whenever your hunting season is. You, you want that to be a sanctuary, a place where deer can go and bed and live and they never, they, they never have to deal with people. Now, the biggest way you do that is one, not going in there, but two, how you access your property how you get on the property. Um, you know, one of the worst things that hunters do to mess up their, their chances at taking mature deer is they'll just walk right through the middle of their property. They'll just 
hunt right in the middle of it. They'll do things like that. And they make it so that there is nowhere. Now, how big does the sanctuary have to be? It doesn't have to be huge. Um, it ought to be a percentage more than an acreage count. The goal's probably like 40% of your property to be a deer sanctuary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, if you have a big property, you could have more than one sanctuary. But, you know, whether that's five acres, 10 acres, 20 acres, you know, of course, 40, 50, 60 acres is better. 100 acres is great. Um, bigger than that, eh, you know, you're, you probably don't need it that big, really. You can have more than one. Now, the goal of the sanctuary is to have cover, to have bedding, places that deer can hide, you want to have high stem count, browse, shrubs, you know, whatever kind of grasses, just garbage, you know, plants that deer can hide, that they can disappear, and that they can be completely hidden. You do not, in my opinion, want your primary food sources on deer sanctuaries. So the goal is deer could hide on the sanctuary. And then they leave to go eat at a food plot or wherever the, the food is, naturally or otherwise. And so what you do is you hunt that movement. You hunt the place between the sanctuary and the food. If you hunt the sanctuary, it won't be a sanctuary. I just you, 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 You're totally undoing what you're trying to do. If you hunt the food, you are going to pressure those deer and make them nocturnal. They're going to stop coming to that food during the day. Now, you can hunt the food a couple times, but you cannot be there every day or every other day hunting a food plot or those deer are going to be gone. Now, if it's rifle season and you can set up in your blind, uh, you know, 300 yards from the food plot and you can see it and hunt it from there, well, that's a different story, of course. But if you're on the plot and your sight, smell, or sound is going to going to at any point impact deer on that food plot, um, or you have to walk through that food plot to get to your stand. You know you're not going to be able to hunt that very many times before it starts having an adverse effect on mature deer, younger deer, young bucks, does, fawns. Uh, you can get away with a lot, and a lot of people think that because they're still seeing does and fawns and young bucks that you know, their chances of taking mature deer are still good and that the deer don't care. Well, does can take a lot. They can take a lot of pressure and a lot of abuse, whereas mature bucks will not. They just won't. They will not put up with anywhere near as much as does will put up with. You drive an ATV through your property. You know, does might just look at you and then keep eating. The mature bucks, they're, they're, they're gone. They're gone before you got there. They ghosted. Or if you saw them one time, the chances are you won't see them again. At least not for a while. 
So a sanctuary is a place where those deer can go and they can bed and they can live and they can hang out and they can hide and no one ever goes in there. No one ever bothers them. You never hunt close enough to it that your scent's getting in there. You never walk close enough where they could see, hear, or smell you. And you play your wind very smart. Uh, And then there's food somewhere else and you're hunting the deer going between the sanctuary and the food. They're bedding in the sanctuary. They're leaving that to go eat and you hunt the middle point. Alright, this is... This is the number one strategy. It's not the only strategy, but it's the number one, simplest, easiest to understand strategy for the beginner and the intermediate. And it's just two steps. Sanctuary, food plot, you hunt in between. And you may have to have multiple tree stands in different places to hunt that movement based on the wind. So I have, you know, where I hunt, I have a couple of different locations, a couple of different stands and blinds. Some of them are on the same property. Some of them are within a hundred yards of each other. Uh, Some are even closer than that. And it's not because they're all good spots either. It's because they're good for different winds. So I have my number one spot. I do. I've got it. And then I've got a number two spot. And then I've got a three and a four. Well, why do you need a three and a four? Well, you know, some years... Maybe you have more activity there. But the big reason is the wind. If Say I've got a day off, I'm going to go hunting. And say the wind is bad for my number one spot. Say it's bad for my number two spot. Well, I've got a three and a four. No matter what the wind is doing, I've got a place to hunt. If I've got time and opportunity and the other weather conditions are good, I'm able to hunt a good wind in a good area. So... Uh, when you're coming up with a sanctuary, you know, building a deer sanctuary can just be as simple as a strategy to avoid the area. Doesn't have to cost you a penny. Now, if you want to invest some energy, if you want to invest some effort, some time, if you do have a couple shekels you want to put into it, you can go in and you can try to enhance that sanctuary with more cover, with more cover and potential bedding. Sometimes maybe that involves hinge cutting trees where you cut through most of the tree. These are thinner trees and they will fall over but still be attached on that one side and that tree will basically then grow on the ground for years and years and years creating a lot of side cover, brows, things deer can nibble on. You can go in and you could put in switchgrass or you could go in and you can just take down a few choice trees in order to open up canopy. If you take down, you know, a bunch of trees in an area, sunlight's going to reach dirt. When sunlight reaches dirt, brush comes up, right? That's just what happens. So you got an axe or a chainsaw. You can take down a few trees. The worst thing you can have is just wide open hardwoods. You just stand there and you can see a couple hundred yards. That is the worst thing you could possibly have for deer hunting. For turkey hunting, that may be okay sometimes. But for deer hunting, deer need cover, they need food. Like, well, you know, I've got 30 acres of oak trees that are mature. Well, that's going to be helpful for like three weeks a year. The rest of the time, it's doing nothing for you. It's probably hurting you. What you probably ought to do is go in there and take out a couple, you know, half acre chunks and just 
mow down everything. Let sunlight hit the ground. Could even be bigger chunks than that. Get cover, get brush. You don't want to be able to see straight through the woods. So many hunters. Oh my goodness. And I only know this because I was one of them for so long. They set up in places where they can see long distances. Like, oh, I could see a quarter mile from here. Straight through the woods. Perfect. Yeah, well, deer aren't coming there. Because you can see straight through the woods for a quarter mile. They know they're not safe. They know they're easy to spot. They know predators and people and coyotes and bears and whatever else can spot them. They, they just don't hang out in areas like that. They may pass through them, but they're not hanging out there and they're not going to frequent there. They want cover. They want to be concealed. I would rather hunt an area where I can't see further than 40 yards than one where I can see for 400. Because I'm going to see more deer. I'm going to have a better chance at taking mature deer. And I would rather hunt in an area where I can't see anything I can't shoot. Let me say that one more time. I would rather hunt an area where I cannot see anything that's out of range. And I'm usually talking about bow or crossbow range. You know, of course, with a rifle, same principle. I don't want to be able to see anything I can't shoot. So the minute that deer enters my vision, I can shoot it. Why? Because I don't want any deer to be able to see me before I can shoot them. It's the worst thing. I hunt turkeys the same way. I would rather not be able to see the animal until they're in range because then it's in level playing field, right? They don't have, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour to notice me or smell me or pick me out and then run away before they get within range. They're walking through, they're moving and I'm still, so I have the advantage. They're walking through and then I can draw, lift, aim, point, shoot, whatever, and I can take them out. And a sanctuary is a place where they can hide. What makes it a sanctuary is that it's good hiding. It's good cover. And the easiest, cheapest way to get cover is to take down canopy. Take down trees. Now, I'm not saying just chop down all your oak trees. Oak trees have value. A mature oak tree is worth a lot. 30 acres of nothing but mature oak trees, though, is hurting you. All right, you need variety. Deer are creatures of edge. They love habitat diversity. You need edge. You need diversity. 100% of anything is not good for deer hunting. You need cover. You need food. You need hiding places. You need travel corridors. You need variety. Deer love variety and they love to live in places where there's variety. So you can create variety. You can create cover. You don't have to plant anything. You don't have to spend anything other than maybe a couple gallons of chainsaw gas. Um, you know, and of course, there's certainly ways you can spend more money. Sky is the limit in what you could spend money on for this. But, you know, you got to have cover and deer got to have cover that they can still move through. So some people, what they'll do is they'll take down a few big trees, try to run them parallel create a pinch point and try to hunt, try to pinch the deer to go through that corridor. Deer hate stuff like that. They want to be able to escape and run in any direction if something happens. They are wary of pinch points and they will try to avoid them if they have other options. What you need is cover that they can come in from anywhere, hide from anywhere, leave from anywhere, 
And, you know, you can do a little bit of posturing. You can work to create a little bit of pinching. You know, you can have a little bit of extra brush here and a little bit of more clearing area here. And then they will tend to go the path of least resistance. But when you try to take hard measures of pinch points and creating corridors and they feel trapped in the middle of a corridor, they're going to tend to avoid that. Mature bucks especially are going to tend to avoid that. But if you have cover and you have food and you stay out of both, you will have deer and you will have the opportunity for a good hunt. And I could go on, but this is the, the 101 level. And I really hope you guys, you know, find some value in this. I hope you're able to take this and leverage it. And I'll probably talk more about it in more depth in the future. But wanted to start here. Uh, please head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes, other episodes, articles. Would really appreciate it if you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment. It's the number one way in order to help the show grow and reach more people. I would really appreciate it. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>